You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian. And I'm Joey. And I'm Jess. And I'm Liz. Folks, this is episode 195, Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about gravel bikes, adventure biking, bikepacking, bike camping, or just playing bikes. Joining us tonight is Elizabeth Allen. Now, we first met Liz a couple of years back at Unpaved, where she was running the event social media presence for the event. Um, we're going to talk about bikes. We're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about just getting more butts on bikes. Right, Jess? Sounds great to me. Right on. Thanks for joining us, Liz. It's great to have you here with us. Yes. It's great to be here. So before we get to all of that, got a couple of thank yous to deliver Salt Stick and JoJ Bars. Salt Stick helps main athletes maintain performance by replacing a full spectrum of electrolytes lost through sweat. In a form and quantity, your body can absorb right alongside of them. JoJ Bars brings together the right balance of whole food ingredients for sustainable energy, including optimal levels of healthy fats and carbohydrates and nut-based proteins. And if you fill out the survey... On JoJ's website or their Instagram page, okay. you get a free box of JoJ bars. Get out of town, really? Yep. Awesome. I, yep. I'm very excited to try. I put in two new flavors. I put the um, espresso one in and I put the peanut butter one on. Nice. So, I, yeah. I, that is fantastic news because once you've tried them, you are going to then want to buy more and we can help you out there too. Because you can go to the Salt Stick website or the JoJ website. <laughs> when you reach the checkout, use the code LOVEYOUBUY for 20% off your, all of your items. That's saltstick.com, jojbar.com. And I have links and all that information in the show notes. And our good friends, Philip, over at Cutaway USA, offering premium cycling apparel born in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Cutaway is an industry leader using innovative fabrics combined with clean, bold designs. Make sure to visit their website at cutawayusa.com com to see all of the bike goodies and when you reach the checkout there use the code gtd20 to take 20 percent off of your entire order we're just giving money away over here and it's exciting right Jess? <laughs> there's a lot of things in the beginning there, there's a few things in the beginning yeah okay. you know it's, it's just okay. the way it is it happens joey yes what are you drinking over there buddy um actually uh, you're very sophisticated tonight you have like something real like a yeah, uh, my parents got me this down in Charleston. It's Virgil Cane Ginger Infused Bourbon. Wow. And I'm not a fan of ginger, like, during sushi, but this is very good. Don't taste that. It's just smooth. Okay, okay. I, I, nice. I want to I I try to taste that before we... It was either that or water, and I already drank my water. I'm, I'm having um, caffeine tonight. I'm a big old Mountain Dew. It's after 12 p.m. I know, but I got a lot of work to do tonight. Good grief. Uh, I can't help it. Jess, what do you have? Um, well, I have a, well, I had a coffee. I mm -hmm. drank my coffee during therapy because I was feeling a little sluggish. Okay. A um, little nice iced coffee, a little creamer in it. Now I have my 50% Gatorade and 50% water. Okay. So Excellent. it's like... I always have to water down my Gatorade, too. Yeah, it's I, too much. It's too much. Now, Liz, I know that you heard your microwave bing. You said you got something going on over there. You got some tea? What you got? Yeah, just doing a little uh, decaf chai. It's that time of year, and winter showed up here, and all of a sudden, it's 30 degrees outside. That's I right. know, right? 
We were, Brian and I were riding our bikes on Saturday and we were all in short sleeve shirts. And then uh, today it's like 40 degrees and I'm wearing a sweater to work today. It looks and feels like snow out there. Yeah. It, re- it really does. Yeah. And I know that they're getting out west. I saw my friend Mandela um, at Wheels Up out in Cumberland posted a picture where they've got snow on the sidewalks in front of the shop. There we go. So, which means it's, for me, it's it's trainer time. I'm I'm back inside. I'm Zwifting it up. I'm not enjoying it as much as I have in the past, that transition from outside to inside. Sometimes it was I, quick. Yeah, sometimes I'm ready for it. You know, you're kind of ready for that. Like, okay, it's time to kind of like back it up a little bit, stop having to put on so many layers of clothing and all that kind of stuff. This one ready for it this year. Um, I got an orange mud order in. I, I see that on your hat. I wow. An order for an orange mud with the folks that we met out at Gravel Worlds. And I got one of their hydration endurance hydration packs, which I really love. Um, I've been watching their website because they've been sold out of these. They make arm warmers that have pockets in them for you to either put something frozen like ice or something heated like a little hand warmer. And you put them in the pockets and they sit next to your veins on your arm and warm your blood. But why would you do that if you have your beet sticks or whatever you're eating? No, my beets. My beets are for energy and endurance. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of the beet gummy. I am I am all about the beet gummy. But no, that's to keep you warm or to keep you cool. And they got a really snazzy like orange like thing going on. I really like them. I've used wow. them a couple of times. Wow. Do you use them on the trainer inside? No. <laughs> well, you could put ice in it. <laughs> no, I do that. You just said you could put ice in it. I don't get why you would wear arm warmers and put ice in it. In the, in the heat of the summer. So wouldn't you wear them on your trainer? No, no. That would keep the sun off of your arms. It's kind of like that kind of a thing. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Just you ask some hard, you ask, you ask hard questions. Um, the other thing I saw today, Alex and Chris over Dirty Kitten, their winter training series is coming back again this year. Wow. Um, very excited yeah. for that. It's always a good time in uh, January when that kicks off. Um Jess, speaking of Dirty Kitten, didn't you have some news from Dirty Kitten? Yeah, actually, a lot of news from Dirty Kitten coming up. Um, Dirty Kitten, as you guys know, uh, Chris and Alex come on here a lot. Um, They are out in Frederick, Maryland. Um, Alex won Race Director of the Year at Outspoken, which was awesome. Um, Outspoken is put on by Feisty Media. Um, there's a few people that like Celine's part of it and all those, you know, people out there. Um, yeah, she got race director of the year for awesome. the really great thing she does with, uh, melanin and mace, melon, melanin base miles, uh, for the great thing she does for women cycling. Um, so it was really good. I watched, um, I watched the outspoken awards live. So that was a really cool, cool thing to watch. Cool. Yeah. I, you it did was all, nice to see Alex. You just did all that without show notes. There's no way I could have actually remembered all of the details I don't, like I'm that. I'm not so looking great. at, yeah, Fantastic there's no way. But, I mean, I'm just so invested in what Alex and Chris are doing. Yeah. And I, you know, even though it's like Joey's birthday weekend and they have their big race, like it's really um, important for me to make sure I'm going out and doing the things to support them. That's always Just like me. you guys do Unpaved to support Dave. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, we, un- we do on paper because it's a badass. I don't hey, want to support Dave. I go for fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I always feel bad because I miss Dirty Kitten because I'm at Empire State Ride that week. And it's the same week every week. I, I just, I always, I, it's buggered me though. Tech tip that. of the week, do Dirty Kitten. Okay. Tech tip. Oh, you never know. Well, well let's the way just my go, year's going. <laughs> let's just go off of that. Uh, their 50 best rides, Bicycling Magazine just put 20, out, or 20, 20 whatever. 20. 
um, even, best more, yep. even more badass is Alex and Chris were on there yep. for Dirty Kitten. I mean, yep. that's awesome. Yeah, that that's a that's a big feather in the cap. That's them. awesome. That's, like what great things they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, they're just awesome people. So I I highly recommend going out and doing their rides to support what amazing people they are for their community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw Rooted Vermont was on that list, so that means that there's only 19. Um, there's space for somebody to jump in, right, Joey? Yes. <laughs> the Dow Road Gravel Grinder. <laughs> that would be fun. Our whole two-mile loop. We could do it. Like, how many times do you have to do it? Like 50? I don't know. That would be fun. Liz, we have a, I don't know, a mile of, of gravel road. Two and a half. Two. Two and a half miles of gravel road by our house. That's why we moved here. And <laughs> that is not why we moved here. Um, but they keep saying they have like a loop on their, their Strava things that says. Oh, there's a segment down here. Now there's oh, yeah. a segment. There. Oh, yeah. It's been a segment for a long time. Wow. Yeah, right on. I don't Strava, so. It's not Strava. Well, but for the rest of us, if it's not on Strava, it never happens. Exactly. So I get it. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know it's a thing. I just, somebody asked to see my, this happened, like a real life thing happened this weekend. Somebody asked for my Strava name and I was like, I don't have one, but my husband is Brian's laughing because he already knows the story. I heard it. My husband, Joey's, loves The Office. and The Office, they have the Scranton Strangler. So I had to tell somebody, my husband on Strava is the Scranton Strangler. And I was like, you may not know the reference, but it's from The Office. And they're like, Scranton what? I was like, Strangler. <laughs> well, you, Scranton Strangler. You know, possibly, there's, 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 there's an argument to be made if they don't know what the Scranton Strangler is. You don't particularly care to... Like want well, they wanted these were very nice people, and they wanted to see the roots by us. They wanted to visit the shop, you know. They oh, wanted really? cool. Yes. Cool, and cool. I had to explain to them why my husband's Strava name was the Scranton Strangler. To be fair, so. I did that after our shop fire when everyone in the world was trying to get a hold of me. Is that why you did that? Because yeah. you wanted to kind of like hide a little incognito for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. You want to tell us about the new bike you got this week, Joey? Um. <laughs> that's out of the blue <laughs> well don't you get a new bike almost like every week oh it's, no it's pretty, it's pretty no we got some pretty fine konas in the store yeah but none of them are mine none of them are yours okay yeah all right sure about that yep okay you just haven't told jess yet yep okay yeah, i'll keep it quiet it. sorry about that bud <laughs> i'm shaking my head smh no, you immediately picked up your phone and checked the visas what you did right yeah <laughs> uh, funny story is i was trying to buy something off specialized.com and it charged us like it was like 1300 in charges oh my god and none of it actually i don't know it was wild but i had to spend a half hour on because they saw your name and they were like, up that jar. Yeah, right? I told Jess, I was like, none of this is actually real. I don't know what happened. but I mean, I, it, I I say it such a negative way, but I walk in the shop today and Joey is like, oh, your new mountain bike shoes came in. I'm wow. like, oh, cool. I didn't I, even know I was getting them. Like, you know, I, I saw them all stacked up on the, yeah, the boxes, right? all stacked up on the counter with everybody's name on them. And I was like looking for the Brian one. And I'm nah, not there. Okay. All right. That's the way it goes. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. There's definitely some perks. Joey, anything else going on over there in the shop in the way? No. Good time funds? Um, some woodworking with your nice uh, re oh. reclaimed live edge. No, that's live edge. It's a rough cut. Rough cut. Uh, very nice. Pin yeah. Pin out. Thank Sorry. you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We got some sweet Konas in for some upcoming bike packing stuff in the work. So, yeah. Nice. That, does, that display does look really nice. I'll keep it short and sweet tonight. That's it. Got it. Uh, you want to do Strava Club real quick? Yeah. Jess, do you want to do Strava Club? Uh, not particularly. I don't All even right. have my show notes up. All right. Oh, well, you're going to need those in a minute. 
uh, top 100. Uh, we got Joe Wharton from Tierra Verde, Florida, with 194.1. Joe Wharton. Good job, Joe. Jesus, I thought you knew him. <laughs> like she just blew uh, the mic yeah, out. Yeah, Shannon here. Field from Odenton, Maryland. I don't know where that is. Odenton. Odenton. By Baltimore. Yeah. With 115.9. And Sandy Navarro from Kirkland, Washington, with 161.9. Uh, top 100. You probably did it all on Saturday because Sunday sucked. Was 104.4. <laughs> like if you're in the Mid Atlantic, it was. We mistakenly rode Sunday in the wind. Um, Jack told me, he's like, y'all went down to do that. And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah, it sucked. Ah. Um, uh, we're holding steady 880, so no mustache yet, Brian. Nope. And if nope. you want to nope. if you want to work on that, uh, or Strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash gravel travel dirt. Recommend a friend. Yes. Recommend a friend. It's like a BOGO. That, yeah. We BOGO'd some stoves uh, this week. It worked out great. Ah, oh, that was. Solar yeah. stove minis. I came home today and I was like, oh man, great. It was a really rough day and there's a package sitting on the front porch for me. And I look at it and it says to Joey Sikorsky from Solo Stove. And I was like, <laughs> MF, like, <laughs> I am so angry right now. You could still have opened them. But you got free shoes at the store. But it didn't come, like, I just really you, love you, packages. She, she's like, she loves the Santa Claus experience. I love right, the Santa Claus I'm just going to leave one out there daily with a note in it. Perfect. Uh, you know what? Whenever anybody asks me this, if they want to send something to the podcast now, I always send it always, here always. to your name always. just so you can open it I to love see packages. what's in it. I so. love packages. I hate getting the mail. Because there's no packages. No, oh, packages don't come in the mail. Exactly. They come to the doorstep. Exactly. Okay. So that's why I only check the doorstep. I never check the Roger, mail. Roger, Roger. Um, one thing real quick um, before we get to Liz, we're getting ready to do that. I am going to have sticker packs on the website wow. for sale here in the next few days. Wow. So look out for that. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of stickers into some envelopes. Um, five bucks. Five bucks takes all. Uh, free shipping, and so make it really, really simple and easy. So if you're looking for the gravel seasoning sticker, if you're looking for the Mid-Atlantic uh, gravel life sticker or some love you buys, I'm going to throw them all together into a big old bundle and have them on the website. That's awesome. Cool. Hey, Liz, you ready? It's me and you time, girlfriend. All right, let's do let's this. Let's do it. So, Liz, first off, congratulations. Today I came home, was going through my Instagram, and I saw you got interviewed for Girls Gone Gravel. How was that experience? That was a lot of fun. It was it was kind of wild because I mean they're both just such rad people, right. and um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was like so chill. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I mean we did that a few weeks ago, and you know obviously there's been a lot going on in the gravel world. So when it finally came out today, I was like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what a great time to do it. Um, I love that the article highlighted what you are doing with mental health and nature. Um, and everything like that. And I know from personal experience what you're kind of doing, but why don't we go into a little depth into that? What, um, what's, what's the vibe around nature and mental health? Uh, so I guess it's a, it's a couple different aspects. Uh, certainly from a personal standpoint, that is what I use as my number one treatment for, for mental health. Uh, I myself have lived with uh, both depression and anxiety for my entire adult life and found that being outside has always been the thing that has worked best for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then on top of the fact that I have a master's in counseling, I am a trained 
child and family therapist, and my favorite form of therapy is an outdoor, nature-based, experiential uh, form of, of therapy. So my organization I work for, we have a therapeutic camp for kids. And when I was trained in that model, I was like, this is the kind of therapy that I want to be doing. Yeah, 100%. Um, I even find just going outside after school completely changes the way I view my day. Mm-hmm. And it's not long. It's just a few 10, 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, I will definitely agree with that. When I was actually messaging you today, I was like, I'm heading to therapy. And then I will will be able to talk to you afterwards. So I thought it was a very um, eye-opening experience that we both have this in common Um, Mm -hmm. and we both love to get out there on our bikes because, um, that's the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is how, so what have, what has been going on with mountain biking? Mountain biking is new in my realm um, Mm -hmm. of biking, but I know you've been doing this for a while and you are in charge of some, uh, things up there in Pennsylvania. Am I correct with that? Um, I would say I'm a part of it. I wouldn't say in charge. Okay, I don't think okay. it, and the right mind leaves me in charge of, of many things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I would say mountain biking was kind of when I came back to bikes as an adult. You know, I rode bikes as a kid and then decided that I wanted to get back into it and started off with, with mountain biking and enjoyed it and then wanted to have an opportunity to travel with my bike and got involved in the bike racing scene and I did that for about 10 years and probably I guess my last race was around 2014 was the last time I was involved with that but a lot of the folks that I know to this day through cycling I met through mountain biking and because of that and I think this is what you're alluding to is like I am on the board of advisors for Pickle um, and that was through Mike Kuhn, who is the director of Pickle. He and I had met through mountain biking many, many years ago. He used to run this absolutely fantastic event at his uh, in-laws farm. And it was actually, he would run two events. One was a team relay that kicked off the mountain bike season for the mid-Atlantic region. And it's just a lot of fun. It's barely a race. I mean, anything that's considered to be the championship of the multi freaking verse, yeah. one can only take so seriously. <laughs> Costumes were encouraged. Yeah, you know. So it's just it was just a, a lot of fun, and so I met Mike through that. And in I guess twenty twenty, he reached out to me and said, "Hey, are you interested in joining the board?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely," because I've always loved getting kids into bikes. And yeah. so from the time that Pickle got involved with, with Nika, I was definitely all about it. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where it's been. I don't really mountain bike as much anymore, but I'm grateful to the skills that I picked up because I think it made me a better road cyclist and certainly gravel cyclist because I learned those handling skills. And there's been situations riding that I probably could have crashed or would have crashed if I hadn't had those those skills already in my back pocket. So you just do things instinctually and then you're like, oh, that was close. But, you know, you already knew how to handle your bike. Yeah. Um, Joey put me on a mountain bike to get better handling skills um, for gravel because mm-hmm. just like you were about to say, yes, um, 
that's what happens is I was better. I actually stand up on my bike now a little bit um, just because of mountain biking. How was, yeah, how was speaking at the, the, the conference? Um, where was that held at first? Uh, so it was in Philadelphia. So it was oh, the cool. Nike. It was the Nike National Conference, and you know it was their first in-person event since 2019 because of COVID. And so they brought all the Nike chapters together for this four-day event, and they asked me to be the opening keynote on uh, to speak about inclusion and belonging. Nice. Um, it was mildly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where I do public speaking and, you know, I train people, but I'm actually an introvert with very strong, shy tendencies. Yeah. So the idea of getting in front of a hundred plus people who don't know me from Adam or Eve and trying to sound like a subject matter expert is just absolutely terrifying, but it was a lot of fun. And then honestly, the most fun part was at the end of the conference, I got a chance to do uh, be the moderator for a panel of young people that were current and former racers talking about the things that they appreciate and need from coaches to be their, be their best selves. And that was a lot of fun. Um, that is pretty interesting. Um, and I will, I will say to that, my therapist and my nutritionist, because I seek somebody for um, with that has to do with sports. Uh, mm -hmm. They just spoke to the Pac-12 today um, in their oh, conference. Nice. Yeah, so it's really cool to see um, from therapy to coaches and stuff like that. Um, I love my team that I get to work with, and it's just an honor to be a part of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool that we are showing coaches and sports medicine people what the field of eating disorder looks like, especially as it relates to their college athletes. Hmm. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. It's a really cool experience. And the, the fact that I get to even be a small conversation or a small part of that story is incredible. Um, and it makes me feel like a pro athlete. Like, look at all these people. Look at this team behind <laughs> me that I have. Like, you know, I have a nutritionist. I have a sports therapist. Like, I think it's a really cool thing. Um, so with Girls Gone Gravel and mm -hmm. with mountain biking, you also have the herd on Zwift. Correct. Okay. So go ahead. I don't, I only Zwift a little bit. Brian Zwift's a lot, but what is the herd and how crazily did it grow? <laughs> it, yeah. If, if, you're so on, the, if you're on Zwift, you've heard of the herd. There's just no way around it. Okay. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. go ahead, Liz. Go. You got this. Yes. The herd. Yes. So so the herd is uh, is currently over fifteen thousand members strong, and it is a group that myself, along with eight other people from five different countries, that we all met on Zwift through another group, and we became friends. Because um, I believe I've heard uh, Brian and Joey talk in the past about, especially like with doing the Dirty Kitten series yeah. and everything mm -hmm. else, like doing video or whatever. So we would always use the Discord app. Yes. And so, you know, which is, it feels like adult walkie talkies basically. <laughs> and so when we were riding together, you just start talking and you get to, to know each other. And so we built these relationships and friendships and we had this idea and we're like, what if we created our own group and we were really focused on 
paced ride that was a little bit lower pace, not as fast. Now, we do have a variety of rides, but our, our bread and butter to start with were some of the slower paces, some of the slower wattages. We have rides specifically for people that are recovering from injuries and from illnesses. Like one of our rides came out of one of the original founders had a friend who was recovering from cardiac surgery. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were like, yeah, let's create a ride. And so during that ride, a lot of times they'll ask, hey, who's recovering from something? And you have cancer survivors on there and folks that are recovering from, you know, whether it's COVID or significant injuries. Maybe they were hit by a car, but it's like you hear all these stories for an hour and you're just like, wow. I know. I you know, know. So you're, yeah. I, no, I, go, um, go ahead. I um, used Zwift quite a bit after I broke my collarbone and it was <laughs> a December injury and you know so it was it was kind of those the late season and i tell you zwift just i think that's what kind of like put me in the zwift mindset more than anything else was just the ability to sort of recover um mm-hmm. but yes i mean active on the bike yeah absolutely and that's actually one of the founders carl he lives out in um northern california but that's how he got involved in swift uh swift is i believe he broke his arm on a, in a bike crash and that was his way of kind of getting back onto the bike. But with the growth, so we've started in 2018, the very beginning of 2019. So New Year's Day is actually our, our anniversary date. And at the start of 2020, I think we had grown to four or 5,000 members. Holy moly. And, well, right. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And our moderator and admin team couldn't accept people fast enough mm. because everyone was locked down, especially internationally. I mean, here in the U.S., we didn't really have true lockdowns. But when you talk to some of our team that are in Europe, they had legit lockdowns where it's like you weren't allowed to go more than a mile or two from your house and you were only allowed to grocery shop on certain days yeah. and it was very very different and so you had a lot of people looking for something to do for health and so that was that was a huge part of our growth but then the other part that allows us to grow is that we have been very adamant about creating a troll free zone yeah bravo yeah it's it's a lot of work but because people buy into that ethos, because we talk about the herd ethos, our group polices themselves, which yeah. means we don't actually have to do a ton of, of work. Like we do some of the moderating when we when we need to, but we will have members that would jump in and help each other, but they'll also call each other in and call each other out and say, listen, that's not what the herd's about. Nice. Um, you know, is it perfect? No, of course, you look up sometimes and you're like, where did that dumpster fire come from? <laughs> but we try to put it out as quickly as possible. And I mean, we're really kind of proud of what we've what we've accomplished. So, I mean, January 1st will be the hurdle turn four. So we are a whole toddler at this point. Oh. <laughs> that was I, cute. I, I have a Zwift related question. Sure. Um, how in the world? I mean, as a moderator on something like that, I, I can't barely keep up with the, the watching the screen and riding the bike and, and trying to maintain that pace. And these people are out there chatting away. I just, I can't, 
I can't get my head around it quite honestly. I know it's voice to text and all that kind of stuff, but I don't even know. I'm, I'm breathing so hard. I couldn't do that either. I don't think. We do a little bit of that. And honestly, if, if you're a ride leader, a lot of uh, hotkeys or pre-programmed messages. Mm-hmm. So I've got oh. a huge, I've got a script that I use and then I edit for each ride because I do this or that during my, my rides, but I will pre-edit those ahead of time. So all I have to do is copy and and pace but it 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 is touch and go because there's times where maybe i'm trying to type something on the fly and i look up and all of a sudden i've slowed way down or i've zoomed off to the front and it's like sorry (laughs) (laughs) so liz that's going to bring us to our actual like in-person riding so pennsylvania (laughs) perimeter ride yeah Um, that's a huge deal you've done that four times am i correct with that that is correct that is awesome what what is your biggest takeaway from doing the Pennsylvania perimeter ride? Wow. Um, it's, it's such an incredible experience. It's kind of hard to describe, but to do the ride, it creates this bond unlike anything you've ever done. I mean, cause it's, it's six days and it is six of the longest, toughest days that you will ever do. Your average person will ever do on on a bike but it's so rewarding in the end because you know you're doing it for a higher cause yeah um because so, it's not it's not just the, sorry go ahead so i was gonna say for folks that don't know the the pennsylvania perimeter ride is a is a cancer fundraiser correct correct right um yeah so the idea is that so 80 percent of the funds go to the american cancer society the other 20 percent actually go to dream come true which gives wishes to critically ill children uh so there's a little bit of a of a split to where the money goes but a lot of those children also have pediatric cancer Mm -hmm. and so you know you're the beauty of it is the way it's arranged. It's a really small group, so you really get to know the other people that you are part of. So when you do the event, they talk about Prack family, and you really do become a friend, a family, because it's only ever 75 riders Yeah, to do the entire week, because the goal is for it to be, including support staff, to be less than 100 people. And your job for the week is ride your bike. Mm-hmm. And the support angels take care of everything else for you you know they they pull up in magical spots anywhere and they're like what do you need they fill your water bottles they do this they do that but then at night usually uh local organizations like vfws auxiliary boards churches whatever will will feed us and that's their contribution so they do that to no cost to the event so that again we can donate more money and then the most powerful part of it is that we have people that then speak to us. And sometimes it is somebody from the community that, that, that speaks to us about maybe their own cancer battle, or we share a lot of stories during that time. And there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of tears because we have writers that are cancer survivors themselves. And, you know, this year, we had folks that are talking about, you know, I've got family in the hospital right now battling cancer. Um, I have family that I just lost to cancer. And so everybody has that connection in some way, shape, or form to to cancer, and that's what motivates them to be a part of it. I mean, that was the reason why I did it, was I had lost my, my grandfather to, to cancer when I was 24. 
And, you know, he was the patriarch of the family. And so it just always, it stuck with me. And so this opportunity to do something so that somebody else doesn't have to lose somebody to cancer made it worthwhile to me. And I was like, I can't cure cancer. I'm not that bright. I'm not a scientist, but I could ride my bike. And so, yes. you know, it's just that way of being able to, to give and, and to do. Yeah. Um, it, when you're out there working for something bigger than yourself, everything else seems small. Absolutely. It's something that I have taken with me through mostly everything I've done on a bike or running is mm-hmm. through doing something bigger than myself, right? Life is bigger than a smaller pair of pants, I like to say. You know, <laughs> like it is because, you know, for in the beginning, you know, you start riding, you start running, you start running to get smaller or to fit in a smaller pair of pants. But then you realize how much good you can do with your running, with your riding with things yeah. you just do on the normal basis. You're literally changing lives. Um, Absolutely. And I think part of what I love about it too, and it's part of that family piece, is that everybody accepts you for the fact that you're you're there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, because the folks that I knew that were doing the ride prior to that were Dave Pryor, Celine Yeager, like these amazing riders. But I get to be their equal for that, for that week, you know, through everybody we all we're all the same goal they might finish way before i do except for i mean it's date so he's not because he's having a good time <laughs> um, <laughs> he's just trying to keep up with Celine. Yeah. is what he's trying to do <laughs> uh usually she, like it's funny the support vehicles are trying to keep up with Celine, and dave dave truly does embody the i'm gonna have a party so there are rides where his goal is to ride at some point with everybody and so if that means he needs to slow up to kind of head towards the back that's what he will do and he'll spend some time with you and then he'll he'll bridge up you know if that means he's going to have second breakfast and then second lunch and then they're going to stop for coffee and then there's this wonderful microbrewery that they're also going to have a beer from and then they're going to top it off with ice cream that that's that's a day prior prac ride yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> um it's pretty cool they've actually mentioned to you more than once about first off you do their media you do their social media page you do yes. unpaved for them at the event. That's how we actually met. Um, mm-hmm. We've been at a few events that we've ran into. You just did the Philly Bike Expo, and you've done a lot of Girls Gone Gravel, and you were at Unpaved. So let's right. go with the most recent. So let's go with the Philly Bike Expo. What was sure. like your big takeaway from the Philly Bike Expo? What is something you saw there that really sparked your interest? I mean, I think... Honestly, for, for me, one of the things that probably sparks my interest as much is the the other folks that are trying to do great things with bikes, whether it's to provide car-free access, or I enjoyed when I was, my angle with the event was doing, talking to a lot of the other event promoters or nonprofits that were out there, whether that was Monica from uh, Black Girls Do Bike or the folks from the Anchor House Ride in New Jersey, raising money for uh, youth experiencing homelessness. They ride for mental health, you know, and really kind of seeing how people utilize bikes to create a better, a better, I guess, society. Yeah. I, it sounds well, yeah. kind of odd, but, no. but yeah. Um. I talked to the ride for mental health um, people pretty for a pretty long time. I they gave me like 500 flyers to hand out, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was 
Um, their son was in the hospital there. That's the ride that it goes money to. He killed himself in the hospital there, and his two parents were are now putting in this ride, and they said, we need to raise money. We need to raise real funds. Uh, we need to get mental health out there in the forefront of people's minds. Um, and it's actually a ride out in, in New York. So just like you, I agree. I hear these stories about people using their bikes for philanthropy causes. Um, and that really sparks my interest. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was probably, you know, I think about even last year's event and it was the folks that were like ride bikes go to therapy. Yeah. Sad Velo. Sad Sad Velo. And, you know, they resonated with me and I continued to follow them. So I think that was, that was it. Like, I love looking at all the eye candy. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's hard. It's hard not to, but like, I'm not enough of a, of a parts geek to really get into some of that stuff. Like it looks pretty and shiny to me, but I mean, I worked at a bike shop for 15 years and still the second people start talking gear ratios, I was like calling for somebody else going, (laughs) okay, please. Liz, I have to walk around Philly bike expo with Joey and have him point out the things that are cool. So I don't miss them. Yeah. Same way. Totally understand. <laughs> so you got to hear some pretty cool stories probably from being on unpaved uh, social media on the day of unpaved. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there any stories or people out there for unpaved doing some pretty cool things? I, I think it depends on how you look at. So yes, uh, think about how you look at pretty cool things. I mean, I'll give a shout out to my, my buddy Dwight that that was his first ever gravel event. And I, you know, I told him, I was like, you need to do this event. And so he decided to do the, uh, the slumber party. Yeah. And he was, he was nervous to be out there by himself and he had the best time. And he was like, I met such amazing people Hell yeah. and I now have new riding buddies and friends. And, you know, so that, that definitely was, was a lot of fun. And then just, hearing the stories of folks who rode last year and then rode this year. Yeah. Because y'all know those were two very different events. Very much. Mm. Very much. And just, you know, feeling that, that, that joy of them not being covered in mud and wet and their brakes still working. (laughs) You know, so that that was such a great question, Jess. I mean, you don't think about the fact that as the social media manager on the backside of an account like that, you get to hear everything. So, so as, as consumers of social media, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get through the filter. Yeah, that, hell yeah. It like, doesn't make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a great question. Thank you, Jeff. I um, yeah. love to email people, message people on social media accounts and be like, listen to my story. I think it's really cool and I think it resonates with your page. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know. That's I feel like people fall in love with you as a person um, and they want to they want to be with you, you know? Yeah, right. They, I mean, you know, like we, I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you um, because I've fallen in love with the account and seeing your pictures and your stories and all those things is I want to put you in my circle of people who I want to always be there. I I appreciate that. And I, I, I know when I do the events, my, my big thing is that I want, I want everybody to see themselves at the, the event, yeah. you know, thinking about, you know, all the years that I did mountain bike racing. And then, you know, I've written many of many gravel events over time and you look up and you go through all the pictures and you're not in any of the pictures. Yeah. Mm. 
and you know no one talks to you and and so I I think that's that's part of it. So it's not even like it's necessarily a story that stands out, but it's like, but I want to hear everybody's story because everybody's story is important. Liz, when you when you're talking to somebody, what, what mm-hmm. do you have like a question like in in that kind of a space that maybe you ask people that helps bring them out? Uh, it, you know, because there's some people that, like you said, you're intro, we're introverts. I think all yeah. of us have a little bit of that in us. And is there some way that you know you have found doing? in that specific role that kind of helps people kind of bust out of that shell? It's a really great question. Uh, I generally, I just start with, Hey, how's it going? And how's your ride been today? Just as simple as that. Yeah. 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 Simple. Yeah. 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 I think maybe we should all start acting a little more like that in, you know, we're talking about with Gordon doing something kind every day for somebody doing mm-hmm. something nice and you know just just you see that all the time just that's just that icebreaker, that opener that kind of thing cool thank you so the spirit yeah. of gravel like how do you see that through the lens of social media or how do you see that when you're out doing events like what is how is the social media or how is excuse me how is the gravel setting itself up apart differently well i let me just preface that by saying that i think different Gravel events have different lenses. Okay, cool. The, the events that I've been a part of, whether it is unpaid, I also did the social media for like Lulaka this past year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think Uncle Pat is what y'all yeah. are calling him. You got it. You got it. Uh, Liz, he's on our calendar as Uncle Pat. It's right behind yes. Brian. It says Uncle Pat is coming on. Yeah, um, you know, I did his event and. I think what I enjoy about those events is that they're more than just a race. So there is a race component to it, mm. but it's it's more than than that. It's and it's an event. It's an experience. The fact that the rest stops are you know people talk about the rest stops, yeah, because they are as much of a highlight mm. as the actual. Event. I mean, they're all in these absolutely beautiful places and spots, and you know, there's that part of it being marquee. But then the fact that folks are like, "Don't forget to go to Poe Patty because they have bacon and pierogies yeah. there," <laughs> and you know, you gotta head to the you gotta head to the ranch because those hot dogs are fire. Yeah, they were you really know? good this year. <laughs> yeah, with with Lulaka, you know, Taco Bar rest stop. I mean, yeah. you know, this stuff, and that's like half the uh, appeal of it. You know, this, just that vibe of it being people creating joy while riding bikes and then sharing that joy with other people. And that's, that's what I see. That's what I like to showcase. And I think that's what I love about the, the, the gravel scene. Um, cause Unfortunately, you know, cycling like every other event can get very aggro. Oh God, so much. Mm. And you know, some of those people I- exist. And you know, you heard the the Girls Gone Gravel podcast thing. You know, and I've talked about I've had some negative experiences in cycling, and that's one of the reasons why I don't mountain bike race anymore. Plus, I just don't want to. But in gravel, I think that potential to really kind of make it more than that is coming. I love the fact that it feels like gravel is also pushing the envelope with things like 
gender expansive categories. Yes. And, and you were helping Dave with the wordage of that, right? Am I correct with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He, um, he reached out to a couple folks. Cause I think I had actually, I, after going out to girls gone gravel in Bentonville and meeting Abby, who's a queer cyclist mm -hmm. and a few other folks, it was kind of like in my mind and, and, and in my heart. And so I reached out to Dave cause you know, Dave and I have been friends for years and I was like, this feels like the right thing to do. And I feel like it's the thing that unpaved should do. And, and he was, of course was like, yeah, no, absolutely. And he was like, and I'm sure Sam, Simran will agree. And of course she did too. And, you know, then I believe um, he did reach out to Abby to get some of their language and there was another organization. So it was a village of people mm. to, 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 to do that, but really wanting to do it and, and get it right. And, I feel like a lot of gravel promoters are really trying to do that. Like they want to get it, they want to get it right. Whether it's it's them, certainly I've heard a few other events like Resputa that you know they're trying to figure out how to, to to do it and get it right. So, yeah, I think I see the potential for a lot of beautiful things happening in in gravel. Whether it's that, whether it's getting more people with bigger bodies out there, more people of of color, but you know, really diversifying cycling, I think, in a way that hasn't fully happened in the United States yet. Yeah, and I come from a sport of where people are counting their carbs at each rest stop and making sure they have the correct ratio of everything. And, you know, here I am asking Joe if I should be eating a hot dog. And he's like, yeah. And then, like, my friend Rachel putting the hot dog in her pocket for having it for <laughs> later down the event. I mean, it. Yeah. I come from such a a sport that is so strict and so um, number crunching. And it's so nice to have that freeness in gravel. Mm -hmm. It's so nice yeah. to be able to cycle with people who eat hot dogs and to eat ketchup and, you know, just have a love of being outside on their bike. Six Rice Krispie Treats later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Liz, you were just, you were just mentioning about, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the fear of the, the you got to watch out for gravel to head sort of in that wrong direction, and and mm -hmm. I I think just the sheer effort of of increasing things like diversity is continuing to stay on that side and pushing that angle of it. I because I'm sitting there wondering in my head what's the answer? What's and nobody has an answer to to right. keep it from heading in the wrong direction. Except for Joey, Joey might have the answer. I don't know, um, but I, I guess I guess the thing is, you just keep doing things that increase, um, I don't know, inclusion, and and maybe maybe that's just the that's that's how you you stay away from that other side. But I don't I don't know. It's just you just sparked a, a, a thought process in my mind that I I didn't quite have an answer for, and I'm just. I just wanted to express that. I don't know. I'm sorry, Jess. No, you're fine. I don't know why you're saying sorry to me. You're fine. You're just staring at me. Um, but I think about six years ago when I just first met Joey and he told me to ride gravel and, you know, I'm coming from a sport of triathlon where, you know, you got your weight down so that you could meet certain qualifications and you get your weight down so that you could be more arrow and all these things. It is just pure fun to be out there riding a bike with my friends in spandex, Bingo. you know, not having to wear jeans for a day and not being at work, 
makes me feel like a happier person. And to welcome everybody into that feeling, I think is the key. That, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it right there. That's it right there. That's, that's exactly it. I think that's why I'm so much into inclusion and belonging because yeah. the inclusion is the action, the belonging is the feeling. And so how do we create both of those? And I feel like gravel is the ultimate bridge of that because, you know, in road cycling, unfortunately, eating disorders have also been... Yeah. An mm -hmm. issue and, and prob problematic. And, you know, I think about like with mountain biking, circling back to, to that piece, like I have some friends that are in the gravel now because they're like, you know what? I can't afford to crash anymore because pain hurts now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, I've, and I've got to work on Monday. And, you know, we, we, we hit that age in life where we have the good insurance and we don't want to use it because that copay is terrible. <laughs> but, but, but we, but we, Am I wrong? No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's Brian right now. You know? yeah. That's my world. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we love dirt. And so it kind of gives you both yeah. because you still get to be out in the woods and and the dirt and maybe do a little bit of single track. But you're not like going off of some big, you know, whatever that you just hucked and you're just kind of yeah. going, oh, no. <laughs> it's just a half send. It's maybe a quarter send. It's not a full exactly. send. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. It's a baby send. So Liz, we have talked a, a lot about what you have done and the huge impact you have made. Um, mm -hmm. But now what are you excited to looking forward? Oh, geez. Um, I'm actually excited to do a little bit more writing this coming nice. year. Um, my plan is to be at the, um, the fuck around, yeah. um, in two weeks and ride on that, which that'll actually be my first organized gravel ride since 2019. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I, so I had a pulmonary embolism in 2019 and I haven't done any, big event since then yeah. um, and so I think I just needed time mentally to get ready again and that itches back and so looking forward to doing that um, I'm trying to save up the money to sign up to do Croatan so oh, nice. yeah, yeah so it's like I, I want to do I want to split my time next year between writing and the social media but I definitely want to do more more social media I want to have that opportunity to let people see themselves and kind of bring what I bring to an event to the, to the masses and to some of the other really cool events that like I hear about on like your podcast and, and, and other things. Yeah, that's awesome. We will be at Croatan last year. I didn't make the time cut off. So, um, I did the 60 out of the hundred. Did you have a good time though? Of course I had a good there time. There you go. It was actually my first time with my bike. So that was the Crux's first experience. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that was you know, the first ride on that bike. You know when they say, like, don't do anything new Joey. before we say? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, Joey, come on. <laughs> the thing was flawless. Oh, yeah. She did so well. Uh -huh. yeah, she crushed it. <laughs> we, uh, we, are, we are setting up a big old, uh, if you like to camp, um, a big old uh, village uh, okay. tent city at Croatan. Yep. All right. Right Otherwise, on. If you want a uh, Airbnb, I'm sure Jess would do that with a group of. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I don't mind camping. I, I enjoy camping. I um even did my first backpacking trip uh, earlier this year, and oh, it was a nice. blast. Excellent. Yeah. Um. I um. Joey has told me about the showers, and I was like, God, I don't the want. The shower showers. houses were in a nice. Showers are fine. Infield of a racetrack. It's pristine. It's the best camping experience oh, yeah. you could get. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. It's pretty nice. It's it marvels. Nice. It, it 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 rivals Grusk. 
in that I, I view both of them with the event slash camping experience because it's experience ride experience. Yeah. It's, it's like this. And I at know. the end of the day, you're not paying a thousand dollars for an Airbnb. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All included in your uh, ride fee. Yeah. Ride just, just get the Maryland Absolutely. mall carpool down and we'll go. Hell yeah. I, I will, I will keep that in mind. That's definitely, possibility so yeah no i appreciate that that offer i also want to try some bike packing this year too i haven't done that yet so oh, yeah. excellent let's we'll, we got some exciting stuff coming on that we're gonna be doing some trips next yeah. year Yay. yeah yeah right on next year's not far away i know well yeah some, we're yeah. some overnighters some some multi-days and some some we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun with that i think it's gonna be a good time, awesome. time for, thank you liz for joining thank us you. tonight um, thank you for having me. Please say you're going to stick around for this or that. Yes, and thank you. I, yeah. I would not. I would not miss it. You have no idea. That was like my highlight. I was like, I to do this or that. <laughs> okay, this is the way it works, Liz. I'm going to toss something out. You get to answer. Then Jess. Then me. Then then Joey can tell us what the real answer should be. Um, first item. <laughs> first item on this week's this or that. Would you rather have, take photo or video for storytelling? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one because I enjoy both. Um, I think video. Yeah, video. Yeah, I think I think video. I think I enjoy kind of the movement because then I can turn that into stills if I need to. Got it. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. Um, I don't know if I really appreciate walking around videotaping myself all the time now, but I've been trying to. I was against reels for a very long time, not because of anything, but because of putting my face and my voice out there. That was like a really scary thing for me. Um, I, I realized, yeah, right. But I realized I have to be more transparent because there's people out there who are also struggling with that too. But I do tape like my phone and my water bottle and I'm like, like holding it at very weird phases of my life, like at the grocery store, like I'm videotaping myself, like buying asparagus or something like that. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if, I don't know if people should actually be watching me go grocery shopping because it's not even a joyful experience to begin with. I hate grocery shopping. Um, I like videos. I like video. I like using the video, Yeah. but it's taken me a while to, get used to putting myself out there in such a vulnerable fashion. Right. I, I very much enjoy video. Um, I, I enjoy the editing process too. I mean, I used to do a lot of long format stuff and yeah. still do um, from occasionally from time to time, the fishing stuff and a little bit of this for us stuff. But yeah, you know, I enjoy the video. I think you're able to kind of craft something. Joey. I like a good old fashioned picture. <laughs> like, there's something about last year's unpaved pictures. Yeah. The moodiness. Mm-hmm. I like a moody picture. Yeah. Uh, video doesn't do that. Well, for I, me. I, I love it, video. It's a whole lot more challenging to take a photo to tell a story. Exactly. Than, than it is to be able to, to still challenging to take a video to tell a story. Yeah. Um, but the way people can interpret the photo differently to me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Second item, Liz dance to every song you hear or sing along with every song you hear. 
Dancing. Dancing all day long. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jess? Um, I do both all day long because I'm a teacher. And I feel like if I sing, like, Taylor Swift songs and teach math at the same time, like, people will listen to me more. So, but that doesn't really happen. People don't like Taylor Swift and they don't like me teaching math. So, I just get, like, kids <laughs> hating me on all different levels. So, here I am up there trying to teach uh, the quadratic formula and sing Fernando at the same time today. And the kids are like, this is the worst ever. I have a huge coping strategy of listening to ABBA when I get stressed. So, like. Joey, like, I think was going to leave me this morning if he heard Fernando another time because it was such a stressful morning. So, um, because Abba is just like joyful, but I literally love to dance and love to sing as loud as humanly possible for somebody who is so insecure as myself. Like, oh yeah, like all hundred percent, like dorky. So you would do both. I love, I love there's, it all. There's no or required. There is no or required. Okay. Um, I would, I have a new granddaughter. Well, she's getting ready to be a year, so not quite so new. I love to sing little songs with her and watch her face light up when you do something. And, you know, I just, I would, I would sing along every So time. imagine that, but the complete inverse when you're teaching middle school math and singing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how the kids' faces look all day long. Okay. Go, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the, here's the other thing for me too. My brother has not one, not two, but three vocal performance music degrees. Oh, so wow. I, I ain't singing. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's a cool, that's a cool career. That's, that's, that's on him. <laughs> um, I kind of like to dance. Yeah? And none of it makes sense. Do you dance like Elaine on Seinfeld? Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nice. I like to sing, but I make up my own songs. He does. <laughs> like all well, the time. I do with the baby. Yeah, that's all the time. 100% makes up his own songs. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I, was, I sing ABBA now on bike rides when Jess isn't feeling good, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. I like to dance. So, so go ahead, Liz. No, I was going to say, so at Croatan, could we set up a disco tent? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. yeah. We could do it in Ted's tent. Yeah. Yeah, Ted's tents are big enough. <laughs> uh, we can get with the outsiders and have a whole disco party. Oh, the oh. outsiders. Oh, oh, Liz, you just you just brought, oh, yeah. you just germinated an idea, and, and the, he's already texting outsider people to tell them that we need to have a disco ball. We're actually oh, just going to have a whole Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Abba Section? rest stop. Yeah, okay. No, just a whole oh, rest, rest stop. Up, rest right. stop. Okay, third item. Oh boy. A formal dinner with Bigfoot or a casual lunch with Santa. Huh. Who would you rather meet? Bigfoot or Santa? <laughs> it's funny because I actually had a chat with Mrs. Claus on Saturday. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. I think I'd go with probably yeah, I think I'm probably gonna go with um a casual lunch with Santa. Okay. Casual lunch with Santa. Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel Bugfig would have some good stories, but then Santa might also have some good stories. I don't know. Are you just going to, are you opting out? Wait, what's Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot lunch? Sasquatch. Uh, he's formal dinner. So you oh, no. I don't want to get dressed up. No. Okay, Pause. Okay. No. Hard no. Spandex right. and leggings. That's kind of where, yeah. where I was at, too. 100%. I was. I was like... I was like, you mean I can't wear shorts? I'm out. Yeah, 100%. Oh, well, no. I mean, you can have formal, formal casual attire. <laughs> it's only as, it's only as, as, as formal as you make it. Um, I would absolutely, positively, hands down, love Bigfoot dinner. 
because I love I, a Sasquatch. Oh, well, Sasquatch, yeah, Bigfoot, uh, Yeti, whatever you want to call him. Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. Yeah, that's what I would. You, I would. You would oh, hang out with him. Oh yes, in a heartbeat. I'd want to know where he hides to get away from all these people because I want to know there Sasquatch too. Sasquatch would share beard grooming stories together <laughs> <laughs> as they're petting each other. <laughs> wow, that's a, wow, that's your wife that just did that, Joey. <laughs> Joey, Santa Claus or Bigfoot? Oh God, I would have so much fun with Bigfoot. Absolutely. God, I would I would wear a Hawaiian shirt over a blazer or under a blazer. That'd be my formal dinner. Uh, uh. We would have like we would go to the nines with the yeah. It would be so much fun. Nice. We're yeah yeah. I went big. I actually went Bigfoot hunting once. Did you really? Like legit out in the backcountry of Oregon. Oh my god! Did you find anything? <laughs> I can't tell you. Oh my god! We had a dinner and he told me not to say anything. <laughs> I bet you have to be Santa saw Claus you, and Easter Bunny were there. Saw you over there, ginger hairy man, running through the woods and be like, "There, I saw it." Sasquatch. I tried to bring my beef jerky, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Jess, we're all going to suffer along with this last one because it's written oh, no. specifically for you. Okay, uh, but Liz is up first. So. Liz is up first. Be inside a porta john when it's pushed over, or never oh. eat an uncrustable again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jess's biggest fear, the biggest. Uh... I I I can see where that fear comes from. I I've used many a porta john in my in my time, and yeah, that's that's kind of where nightmares come from. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think in order to keep all the porta johns upright, I would unfortunately have to give up the uncrustables. Right. Mm. Jess. Um. Actually, for lunch today, I had an Uncrustable at a protein bar because that was basically a carb, a protein, and like a fruit, kind of. Um, so, um, <laughs> I don't know because there is a jumbo sized box of Uncrustables in that freezer just for me. Um, I, this isn't real, so you I can. I know, you can, you I know. Can. Okay, but I like can't stand porter bodies. Like, I was one. in a 5K in Baltimore, and I was screaming bloody mutter because I was like, oh, my God, this is the grossest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> do you want to just pass? Because no, I'm saying I'm I'm giving up Uncrustables. You're giving up. I would most assuredly give up Uncrustables. But they're delicious, They Brian. are delicious, but this isn't real, so I can say that, Joey. Uh, well, I've been in a porter potty. And I'm still here, so... <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> Shit literally happens, Joey. So I like my Uncrustables. Oh, good Lord. Um, well, thank you all for playing along with that one for me. I, that was just the, the, the ability to see your face when that got read out loud was, was, was worth every everything. Okay, folks, it's about time to shut this thing down for the week. Liz, you got anything else you want to shout out? How can folks get in, in touch with you with what you've got going on? Where should they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or on my YouTube channel, both at Turtle Wandering. Turtle Wandering. I'm going to put links to both of those things in the show notes. So if you're looking for it, that's where it'll be. You guys, anything else tonight? No, but just wait, Liz, to what Joey's putting on Instagram right now. Right on. Um, our <laughs> Jubilee Farms gravel mountain bike slash no roadies allowed. Um, <laughs> that works. Um, event is this Saturday. Yeah. yeah, but I do have multiple gravel bikes and mountain bikes. Saturday or Sundays? Saturday. 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 Okay. Um, all the info is on my shop website and Instagram. Got we it. got like thirty plus people for a little crowd, and I'm excited that for it. Should double before the weekend, and be I got I got three pork butts in the fridge to smoke. What's the uh, weather looking like? 
Not that it matters. It's, uh, high in the 40s. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Probably the wind right off the Potomac, so <laughs> that should warm it up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, warm, it's a warm breeze that comes off the yeah. cold river, right? It, yeah. it should be this time of year. Okay, thanks everybody for listening to this, ep- this episode of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. If you enjoy the podcast, maybe consider checking us out over at Patreon or head on over to the website that Joey's getting ready to give you and look for a sticker pack. Yeah, I was about to read saltstick.com. Um, our website is at graveltraveldirt.com. Our Instagram is at midatlanticgtd. And uh, I'll have some stickers at our uh, Jubilee get-together. Excellent. Two stickers, that's all. They cost a lot of money. Yeah. So I didn't realize how much stickers Just cost. Just two. I actually did the analysis on what stickers cost. <laughs> it costs a lot of money, Jess. Well, friends, we can make them. <laughs> Mid-Atlantic Gravel Travel and Dirt is recorded this week. From right here, Joey, Jess's Blake Kitchen in Solomons, Maryland, all the way up to Liz in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Thanks for riding along. Until next time, do good, be nice, go slow, and respect others. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> yes, Liz. <laughs> Perfect. That's probably one of the best timed guest yeah. love you, bye's we've yes. had. Hey, it, we're always sitting here waiting for it, waiting for it. It was just it. natural. <laughs> Perfect. I literally, I was literally timing it with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Outing. <laughs>